I'm Robbie McDonald. And I'm Jordan Lee. We're two writers who've been friends for 15 years. Recently, we both discovered we have the shared experience of figuring out we have ADHD in midlife. Holy Shit, I Have ADHD is a platform for adults discovering their neurodivergence, as well as a way to spread awareness of ADHD. This is a podcast about ADHD, hosted by two people with ADHD. While each episode has a general theme, our meandering trains of thought mean we often cover several other themes in the process. We are not experts, simply two people sharing their experiences of discovering their ADHD in midlife. If you suspect you or someone you know may have ADHD, speaking to a medical professional should be part of your discovery journey. Look at you. I'm all smiles and sunshine today because uh, I just had a I just had a big giggle to myself as I was um, as I was logging on here. Um, so I want to do a little bit of housekeeping before we kind of catch up a little bit mm. and talk about our Patreon. Uh, you can find that over at Patreon.com/slash Holy Shit I Have ADHD. And yeah, we've actually got some stuff up there these days. We've been doing video mini episodes uh, mm-hmm. about a couple of months, I think, uh, and we've been doing this for two months now. We started this on June 10th, and I don't think we've talked about it at all. <laughs> Uh, so it's probably time that we plug our Patreon a little bit. Um, so yeah, so far we've got three little video mini-sodes where we talk about a different article or a piece that we saw and, and unpack our thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, so you're not only getting that, you're also getting uh, from episode 48 onward uh, these access to these live video Zoom recordings. So if you would rather watch us uh, uh, take sips of our tea between uh, uh, sentences, <laughs> you can definitely do that with the video feed. Uh, I'm also planning to go back back and add video for the older episodes, uh, you know, provided that the uh, that episode's guest uh, consents to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there's there's definitely some some very real and concrete reasons to uh, uh, sign up over at patreon.com slash holy shit I have ADHD if you have not already. Um, and so I wanted to give a shout out to our patrons as well because we haven't done one of those in an awful long while mm-hmm. either. So uh, Brianna G, Jill B, Dave, Lindsay B, Thomas B, Sparkamedes, Will aka Yellow XJ, The Sentient Jeep, Joel M, Casey, Taryn, Ivan, uh, Michelle S, Melissa S, Haley R, and Flavia S, our newest patron. Thank you so much for subscribing over there on Patreon. Uh, we value your support and uh, and and really really feel blessed that you are finding uh, not only enough value to tune into this podcast, but enough to say thank you with uh, kicking a little bit of money our way. Yes. Um, and so that gets me to what I was giggling about before I logged on, which was I was thinking about like, okay, what could be a catchy name? for our patrons because you know like uh, uh you get you get different podcasts they they have uh, uh clever names for their fan bases based on their names or whatever but then i was like gosh you know the most obvious one would be shitheads and i don't know that we should start referring to our patrons as shitheads uh but i did think that that was very funny so that's what mm. i was grinning ear to ear about when i logged on robbie mcdonald how are you doing i'm good i'm a shithead yeah um a poop head we're, 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 we're king shits we're oh yeah okay yeah king, we're king like and queen shit king and queen shit we're like fecal royalty over here <laughs> I'm actually thinking too of like that punk rock singer whose name is like Joey Shithead. Joey Shithead Keithley, sure. Yeah, yeah, and he actually lives in Vancouver. And friend mm-hmm. of the show Ryan Walter Wagner did some really great yes, um, portraits of him early in the pandemic. Um, but yeah, I know we, we talk about poop an awful lot, <laughs> which is so funny. But um, yeah, I like Shithead, but he uh, maybe uh, Joey Shithead would take umbrage with that. Maybe he has ADHD. <laughs> who knows? Um, who knows? Yeah. Right. Um, but no, I'm doing well. I'm 
uh, all things considered, even with the full moon, I kind of got enough sleep last night. Mm. You know, usually full moons are like, sorry, sleep's not in your journey really? today. Yeah, full moons always fuck me up in the sleep cycle. Um, but uh, last night wasn't too bad. I did take a little nice. bit of CBD. Yeah, so I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I've made some. I think we talked about this on the mini sode for um, for the shitheads. Um, <laughs> you know my. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, that, I, I don't think we should be running with this baton in earnest here, but it is very, very funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, some folks might not appreciate it, so yeah, we'll, we'll probably I'll tone it down. But um, yeah, so what was I going to say? Oh, the, yeah, that I've made some adjustments to medications, and um, you know, I know we we're going to talk about routine today, and that was one of the things that I feel this kind of grief about it because I really mm. thought that. Taking um, Wellbutrin, where I was taking the the um, bupropion, which is like the cheaper generic version of it. Yeah. Um, aside from making me feel kind of agitated and like a weird kind of like it's supposed to um, help with um, energy, and a lot of people have it prescribed to them as an off-label treatment for ADHD, as an antidepressant. Um, but it wasn't working for me, and I was on it from because I first heard about it. Thinking back to when you and Ryan were talking about it when we met for tacos in Vancouver. Yes. So that was almost a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, October. Yeah. And I was so jazzed about um, the possibilities of it. And I gave it as long as I could. And it just wasn't working for me. It was causing me more harm than good. So I'm off it officially now. It's been almost two weeks. And I feel so much better. I feel like my creativity mm. is coming back online. I'm less hypervigilant. Like I was really, really edgy all the time, whether or not I had coffee. I was just like mm. so jumpy and just like not myself. And because I have the glory of menopause as part of my my journey at the moment, hot flashes are a big part of that. And bupropion actually lowers your blood pressure to the point where you kind of overheat even more. So oh, wow. in addition to having climate catastrophe weather which is too hot and menopause and then that it was just all way too much so um, right i'm now kind of i'm very close to the other side of it it takes a while to get out of your system i did it with my doctor we discussed it i phased off it i feel better i feel more like myself um i feel like writing is coming a little less yeah writing just feels more like me again does that make sense? Like, and I feel mm-hmm. like I want to write again. I feel like I might even pick up the camera that's been gathering dust that Oswald bought for us almost two years ago. Just stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. And how about you? I know there's other stuff, but we'll get to it. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, I uh, so so I am sitting here and I stink, uh, uh, partly because I haven't showered, but um, <laughs> mostly because I have been uh, listing a whole bunch of vintage perfumes and colognes this morning. Um, oh. So I, I think I shot about 20 bottles or something uh so so yeah lots of stuff and i've just got like this sort of cologne aura around me right now but it's a whole bunch of different men's and women's fragrances all mixed up uh so it's a bit of a a bit of a sickly sweet mess i'm not crazy about it um Mm. but yeah you know uh things are going pretty good um i've uh i've got uh my name in for a, a pretty big um uh hosting gig uh, that, you know, knock wood, if I get it, uh, would mm. basically pay like a year's salary. So, but, you know, so, so that said, there's a whole other lot of people, uh, uh, you know, 
throwing their hats in the ring for that. But, you know, mm. they specifically wanted someone with a comedic improv background. Uh, and they wanted also someone that can really roll with very serious conversations too. And I was like, mm. well, that's, that's me. Like, yes. like that's, that's this show and that's, the show is both. And so, you know, I sent in, um, we had to do a self tape and a, a little kind of, uh, man on the street interview thing and some other stuff. So I sent all that in and yeah, like I said, got my fingers crossed, but I'm not, not, uh, uh counting any eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, is that how that, no, it's don't put them in counting one basket. I'm not, I'm not counting chickens. chickens. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, um, you know, now my mind is just off down a track and I'm like, well, isn't counting eggs function, isn't counting chickens before they hatch functionally the same as counting eggs, which it is. So my my turn of phrase wasn't necessarily wrong, but it's certainly not how the phrase goes. Right. (laughs) Anyway. um, So yeah, that's been going good. Uh, And then, yeah, it's uh, just kind of been busy um, uh, just working, trying to get stuff listed, uh, Mm -hmm. get some client work for my styling business. um, And yeah, doing some teaching some improv and stuff like that. Uh, I've got another uh, booking with that uh, uh, seniors acting club that I taught last fall oh, cool. uh, coming up again. So that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, just uh, having some great weather here lately and and things are things are going pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm so stoked to hear that, Jordan. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope they get, are you able to say who the hosting is for? Is it for radio or is it podcast? Or? No, it's, it's, it's a, it's a web, uh, it's a web, like, like uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a SpawnCon web series, basically. So so it's a corporate gig, so that's why there's a big check attached. Uh, but, you know, if I can if I can uh, uh, make more money than I have in the last three years for uh, with a month's work, I will I will gladly take that month's work. So <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck yeah. yeah, right? Getting paid is so mm-hmm. important. And I'm really thinking about that as well, right? Like, you know, like I have this part-time job that I'm really enjoying because I get to write about, you know, ADHD, which I'm, of course, like super passionate about. Um, <laughs> and I'm working for folks who are um, really interesting and really care about the people that they serve and um, they're great you know they're they're not micromanagers and it's interesting because every now and then I'll have kind of this like sort of trauma response like Mm. because of the way that I was treated at my former full-time job I keep expecting that same thing to happen and then I'm realizing like that doesn't happen in most places and it's like um you know, every week we meet and he's like, wow, that, that article was really great. Thank you so much. Wow. You know, let's, like, like, let's get more attention to what you're doing. And I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to like butcher this and make it into some kind of weird, like, like corporate speak? Are you positive? No. Okay, <laughs> good. Um, and then I actually wrote, um, uh, sort of a, like a primer about ADHD for impact magazine, which is based in Calgary. Um, they had approached, um, uh, Dr. Pryor about that. So I, I wrote something about that, fully expecting nice. the editor to, you know, as editors often do, to say, can you make some revisions here, make some revisions there? And then she shot back like half an hour later, perfect. And I was like, what? Like, I think I, like my, my, my confidence in my abilities as a writer have really, has really kind of eroded and I haven't been doing sure. enough of it. And then, you know, the previous experience with people that didn't value what I did. So now when people do, I'm like, so surprised, like just utterly shocked that people are just like, oh no, this is great. We're just running it as it is. I'm like, mm, I, I don't trust that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it is a good feeling though. And when I was telling Osvaldo, he's like, you should really be like, kind of basking in this a little bit that you're being appreciated. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. I'm still a little bit vigilant about that. I'm still expecting somebody to say something 
awful or, you know, question everything that I do, but so far so good. So, um, but you know, I do still need to kind of increase my income. I'm not making quite enough right now. We're blessed, lucky, so fucking fortunate that we got into this co-op. So our rent is no longer, um, astronomical, but it's still, you know, it's so expensive for groceries now. It's like shocking. Oh my God. And gas. I mean, I know you don't drive, but like I used to be able to fill my, so I have a, a, a Versa a Nissan hatchback and I used to be able to fill it from like blinking, uh, for less than 40 bucks. And I filled up from a quarter tank the other day and it was 60. Like it's, it's, it Jesus. is absolutely fucking insane. And unfortunately for me, that's also, uh, you know, I've been having enough trouble with isolating myself this year mm. and that is really exacerbated and I'm really only kind of leaving my neighborhood once a week to go teach on Saturdays mm-hmm. um, and just kind of sticking around here. But, you know, I'm walking a lot and, and getting out and keeping active, but not not seeing as many friends as I would like to, that's for sure. So Yeah, yeah, the gas thing. My goodness, um, my, my little sister um, was um, took some time out of her day to give me a lift up to Ikea because I really wanted this fiddle, fiddle leaf plant. Mm-hmm. And Ikea has them th- for 35 instead of like 100, like they are at sure. all the local stores. So we, you know took the the truck out to Ikea and I, you know, sent her 20 bucks for gas. Cause I was just like, I like, it's like, yeah, the prices. I, I remember like the price of a gallon of gas. I remember in like the seventies and eighties is the whole day. Um, cause bef- they just started switching to liters. Yeah. So some gas stations were still showing like, and it would be like a dollar a gallon and people were like, Oh my God. Cause there was like that yeah. big oil crisis with the OPEC and all this stuff in the seventies mm-hmm. and lineups for gas. And now it's like $2 a fucking liter. Like that's yeah. like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I am thinking about getting back into doing the driving lessons again, but I just, you know, even driving with my sister yesterday and I see people just like not paying attention and that terrifies me. Because I'm so, like, I had that panoramic attention, right, where I'm just, Mm -hmm. like, aware of everything all the time. And so when I'm, even as a passenger, I'm like, what's that guy up there doing? And why is that person not using the, like, I'm, yeah, so I I don't know. We'll see. I still want to, yeah. I've been dealing with a bit of that too, uh, just as a, as a function of of me walking so much. Um, uh, I've definitely been almost hit, uh, geez, twice in the last two weeks. No, not even the last two weeks, the last week and a half. Um, just, just people just not paying fucking attention to what they're doing and just, yeah, yeah it's uh, it, it really sucks. I, but the one thing that I, you know, I will say, um, I think that I kind of secretly like it because it mm. definitely gives you carte blanche to just yell the worst things in the world at a stranger at the top of your lungs, uh, <laughs> which, yeah, I definitely got to do that in front of like a dozen people. And this lady just like just was just like fucking I could see the shame in her eyes because because we locked eyes and I was like, stop at the top of my lungs. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I could like I could just see like the shock and shame in her eyes because she just like just not not fucking paying any goddamn attention. Just like the light turns green and I'm going to go as fast as I can off the line into this left turn and just like. Like, it's not like I just came out of nowhere. I've been standing there for like four minutes waiting for the light to change because it was a really long light. Yeah. So just, but yeah, it, it did feel good to just yell every obscenity in the book <laughs> at this lady. So, <laughs> yeah, there is some, some of that, like a, a commercial in first, like where we are, there's like, you know, people kind of roaring through first, like on their way to get to Burnaby or yeah. whatever, right? Um, and there is this thing here where people, rather than like stop, 
before the crosswalk. They inch like right into the crosswalk with their vehicles. I don't know why they think yeah. like that extra five or 10 feet is going to like save them time. But there's like swaths of people trying to cross the road. So yeah. then when they do that, people have to like risk their lives by like walking into oncoming yeah. bus traffic on commercial drive. And every now and then, like if I'm really like in a bit of a feisty mood, I'll just like slap the hood of their car. Just like move totally. your fucking vehicle. <laughs> and they usually do because they don't realize it. And But it's like, you, like there's no spatial awareness and no sense of like what you're doing is actually putting people in harm's way. All they're thinking is yeah. like, I got to get to where I'm going, right? Um, and I know there's a lot of like, there's so many issues in Vancouver right now, but like one of them is like the car versus pedestrians, car versus cyclists thing. And it's like, people are angry and rightfully so. And, you know, and it's just like, there's a lot of people that live in this neighborhood. There's a lot of seniors. There's a lot, like, it's just, come on, man. Just like try not to kill people. Just cause, well, you know, know, they're, they're dealing with that everywhere. And, and Toronto, like New York has a, has a vision zero program where the, the vision is zero, uh, pedestrian fatalities. Uh, they had three just this morning. Um, so they're, they're, things are doing great. Uh, vision zero is completely working. We definitely don't need any further safety measures. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's, it's not, maybe not the greatest world to walk around in and especially yeah. uh, uh, Calgary versus Vancouver. And then, you know, you compare Calgary, which less pedestrian friendly to places that I see in, in like Arizona or New Mexico or different parts of the States that are really uh, car culture centric um, where, you know, it's like you're expected to cross like eight lanes of traffic, mm -hmm. like, like a, like a four, four on each side highway. And they just don't, they just don't give the time to, nope. to fully, cross that safely mm -hmm. um yeah it's just you know car car culture is just so ingrained unfortunately and it's uh uh difficult to push back on it so is and that just actually reminds me like when i went to visit osvaldo in uh, santa fe and the place where he was doing his residency um was a little bit far away from like like the sort of like the quaint kind of like old town sort of you can walk around and it's really safe and we it was literally that crossing like eight lanes of terror to get to the other side, we wanted to go get a burrito at this little joint. And fuck, man, I was like stressed out for two days afterwards because it was just like, <laughs> like they're almost like aggressively trying to run you over. Like, and, right. Um, anyway, but I, I don't know how we got there, but that's, yeah, that's fine. That's just what we do here on Holy <laughs> well, Shit. Well, we just up and I was talking about, uh, talking about walking because I've been doing a lot of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so getting out, getting out and walking, uh, you know, at least an hour a day, uh, that's been part of my, my new routine that I started kind of adding to, uh, I don't know, about, about a month or so ago now. Um, yeah, just, just trying to kind of walk some of my errands instead of, uh, instead of driving them. Mm -hmm. Um, or, or if I don't have anything to do that day, I'll just take a walk down to the McDonald's to get a coffee or something like that and go for a little jaunt after. Um, and yeah, and so that's been, uh, that, that's kind of served the dual purpose of, of a making sure I get some sunshine every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and B making sure I get some cardio because I'm usually pretty good about remembering to do my weights and my calisthenics, but because I'm not traveling much. I'm not seeing people. Mm -hmm. I'm not really, uh, uh, all that mobile. Um, yeah. so yeah, so just been trying to, trying to get out for a nice long stroll. Um, I saw a monster truck on my walk yesterday. That was pretty cool. <laughs> a mo like an uh, actual monster truck, like with the, not, not like Bigfoot size, but it was fucking big. Like it, uh, it's clearly like a, a, off-roading or monster trucking monster truck because it had the roll cage on it. It had like the uh, mesh, like window screens, oh. all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it was called the Alberta Nightmare. <laughs> so I was like, this this is awesome. I was just like, you know, there, there there's just... 
and you know, I don't live in like a super rich neighborhood, but it's upper middle class enough to, or at least it intersects with upper middle class areas of the neighborhood. I'm in an apartment building, mm. um, enough where it's like, yeah, you know, that this guy isn't like rich, rich, but he's got enough money to have like a house. There's like a one of those power wheels outside his garage along with the monster truck. So presumably he's got kids mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, and he's got he's got enough time and money to uh, be able to hang out and work on his monster truck on a, on a Tuesday afternoon. And I was like, God damn, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's um, yeah. Monster trucks are they're 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 kind of an. I don't know. I just remember a lot of the ads for them in Alberta. I think it's bigger there than it is here, but then I don't want to, because it probably does happen here too. And I'm just not sure. Like I'm not aware of it. Um, but the walking thing, I'm really feeling you on that. I've tried to be more consistent with that. And there's a couple of different things that are working in my favor and that I've been meeting um, somebody we're going to be having on the show hard for these um, walk arounds around the, um, uh, the Queen Elizabeth Cemetery, which is a huge cemetery. It's like actually the only cemetery in Vancouver and it's enormous. Oh, wow. And, you know, you can just walk around there. And um, Monday mornings, we just like walk around and talk. And I'm clocking like 7 to 10K on Mondays, nice. like throughout the day. And I, I over I overtook on a Monday and I was completely depleted because we did that. And we had like this really juicy conversation. And then I had to go over to West Van to drop off the glasses that I had because they're not mm. quite working and the with the uh, the prisms for the vertical heterophoria and everything, but they yeah, they just weren't vibing. So I had to go all the way over to the optometrist to do that. And then went all the way downtown to drop off this thing. And then the place was closed and then come home. And then anyway, so it was like 10K later, but that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm moving so much. But I was like seeing all of Vancouver and all of the issues of Vancouver, like in a day. And so my brain needed some time to process all of that because it's really, right. really intense and tragic on a lot of levels. Um, but I've also, you know, because we've got this wonderful little being in our lives now, Chula the Wonder Dog, like the routine is I get up, she loses her mind for like 10 minutes and I snuggle with her and there's a lot of tail wagging and whimpering. And then she has to relieve herself. So we go outside and now we're training her. So I take her outside with a kibble and I try to get her to do all the things for keeping her attention. Um, So I'm going out for walks like three, four times a day, sometimes five. And it's so good for me. And I know that like it's like sometimes it's stressful because she has some trauma. So she gets really freaked out. Um, But still, even with that, like it's I'm just moving my body so much more than I did before. Um, and, you know, it's amazing having these hearing aids that I'm not wearing them right now because i got my headphones on, but sure. um, they're connected to an app on my phone. And so they track like how much movement I've done. And so like it's, oh wow yeah, because I don't use the health app or whatever, the tracking thing on my phone, but the hearing aids, like as long as I have my phone with me, they tell me like how much I've moved in a day, how much I've been standing, how much I've been sitting. And yeah, it's been like pretty consistent. Shit. Is that me with the roaring in the background? I don't hear anything. Okay, that's probably me. I, I heard a little kind of yeah. I heard I heard something that sounded like a scraping for like one second a minute ago, but that was it. Mm, yeah, some asshole on Clark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah, like I, I that that's been. You were talking about the full moon uh, mm. keeping you from sleeping. All the fucking drag racing on the street behind my building is uh, is what's keeping me from sleeping lately. Wow, uh, the, 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 the motorcycles and the. Uh, Cars with no mufflers and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, you know, uh, uh, 
I'm not, I'm not, people know my feelings on the police at this point in the show's history, mm. but you know, if we're going to pay them to do something like fucking go deal with that, like yeah. <laughs> that shit is irritating as hell. I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't know. I'm again, this is maybe a hot take. Uh, I apologize to Will if maybe he's, uh, he's not in line on this one, mm. but uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that loud vehicles, I don't know that you should be able to have those in this city. I'm not crazy about them yeah. or at least, you know, after like 8 PM or something, which, you know, uh, I'm sure it is fun to get out for a rip on your motorcycle at, at 11 in, in the evening or whatever. It sounds very enjoyable, but, uh, but, but do you got a rip by my house? <laughs> right. I'm, I saw something on one of the channels about that, that there's a city councilor somewhere who's actually Actually trying to get a bylaw passed about that because oh, wow. it, it is actually like it's harmful like I think I did talk about this like how I had a meltdown after we went to see Nope because like people went roaring by and it was oh, one right, of those yes. things and like my nervous system couldn't handle it like I felt like I, I just had a crisis because of it and I'm sure I'm not alone in that and like and, you know, and dogs too. Like I swear to God when those things go by my dog just loses her fucking marbles mm-hmm. it's so traumatic for her um, and People just, yeah, like in neighborhoods, like, I don't know, like, can't you be, be like Germany? Like, can't you just like go to the Audubon and get that, work out that shit? Like, <laughs> why do you have to do it? Like where people are with their strollers and their babies trying to live life. It's so stressful when that happens. Like people do it on commercial drive. They go by and their Porsches or whatever. And it's just like, fuck off, man. Do you really need to like show us your Lamborghini in this neighborhood? Like, really, and this, like, this is not your fucking audience, buddy. Like, this is like a working class area. What are you doing? Like, and people just kind of, you can see them staring at the car, like, just what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Go to Robson. Like, that's where your people are. I don't know, man. Like, and that sounds so awful. But at the same time, I'm just like, I'm experiencing all this anger right now because of the the huge divide in Vancouver and what just happened yesterday with the BPD Mm -hmm. just fucking assaulting unhoused people in the downtown east side. I I might cry thinking about it because it's terrible because they were supposed to be giving them like social services and places to live. And instead they go in, they incite violence, and then they blame it on the people that they were imposing the violence on. It's just terrible. Like the BPD in this town, man, like... Yeah, they should be doing stuff about the bullies and the Lamborghinis, like, trying to run people over. Instead, they're, like, I don't know, they're causing harm to the most vulnerable people. Because somebody from a fucking cruise ship felt uncomfortable. Like, give me a break. Like, the same cruise ships that are dumping all their fucking fecal matter and shit in the water off our coast are the ones dictating how our city is going to deal with a crisis that has been unfolding for years. Like, I just can't. I, I, yeah. And I, and yes, of course, Twitter got me riled up when I looked at it, but at the same time, it's just like, I, the, just the, it's been like this for a while. Vancouver has been sort of positioned in a global way as this kind of like resource resort and playground for the rich. And people just are fucking oblivious to what's actually happening here. And and, yeah, it's really sad. It's Mm -hmm. really tragic. And it's really, Um, I really hope in the next election we can get some people. I'm volunteering tonight on one of the campaigns because I'm just like, I'm so over like... Oh, good for you. Yeah, there's like the spouses of fucking cops are on our city council. Like there's such a huge conflict of interest. There's somebody from the BPD running for city council. What the living fuck? (laughs) Anyway... 
Uh, maybe we should change well, the subject. Going back for a sec to that, uh, the, your, your comment about the Autobahn. Mm. Um, it's funny because that's actually something that's come up recently here in Calgary. Uh, so uh, the ring road was recently completed and that ran uh, behind my old neighborhood, Cedar Break. Mm. Um, and that, that was a piece uh, a couple of weeks ago in the Herald uh, was everybody complaining about people drag racing along the ring road at night. And it's like, yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not sure what you expected to happen when you got the fucking ring road behind your house. But like, mm. I remember going to all those meetings and stuff and everybody, like, I felt like I was the only person there who was like not stoked for this thing, mm. uh, you know, but I guess, I guess saving five minutes on your commute is, is worth it. So I remember hearing you, about that ring enjoy road. Enjoy your bed that you made. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it was, it was going right through some, um, some indigenous territory, was it not? Yep. Yeah, right, right behind my house is basically like I, it was about a 10 minute walk from there to the uh, Sutina reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and that was uh, a whole big thing. Um, they had that one activist, uh, Terrell Tailfeathers, who ended up uh, cutting off his, uh, his, his braids yeah. um, during the, at the Ring Road opening ceremony. It was a very, very powerful moment here in Calgary. So yeah. I remember saying that. And yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, for convenience, right? And then, and then the, yep. that, that convenience doesn't get used the way people want it and they're all outraged. And it's like, well, you. You wanted this, so... Well, and it, it always ends up not being convenient anyway. You know, anyone with, with urban planning uh, uh, experience will tell you that, that adding another lane to the highway just invites more traffic to that highway. It doesn't it doesn't spread it out or whatever they kind of think it's going to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so we touched on that a little bit uh, up mm. top that, that we were talking about routines today. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and so, so like I, I said, I've been talking about that, uh, about my trying to get more exercise. I've been... Uh, uh, trying to be more consistent about the time frame in which I do work, which mm. has been difficult for me because of, of how crazy my sleep schedule has been. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll wake up in the middle of the night and work for a while and then sleep from like five till nine or something and then wake up and work again and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, but I'm really trying to be more uh, disciplined about like, okay, work, you know, uh, until I have to work a little bit later right now because money's just not coming in the way it is, but I'm trying to wrap up by like 8 PM, Mm. um, and really kind of get into more of a, uh, a better bedtime routine. Um, and this is something I've talked about before on the show. I took, uh, I took that one ADHD, uh, kind of coaching crash course with, um, uh, Dusty Chipora Mm -hmm. a little while ago and something that she, uh, brought us to as a tool that I thought was very valuable was this idea of, of closing and opening routines. And if you've ever worked retail or in a restaurant or something, Mm -hmm. you've always got a checklist of like, these are the first things you need to do in the morning. Uh, so, you know, when I worked at McDonald's, it was like, first thing you got to do when you get there in the morning is to, uh, you know, make the muffins mm. and all that kind of stuff and, and make sure that all the, all the product is ready to go for when the doors open. And if you're the last person at night, you know, you got to, uh, whatever, drain the ice machine and clean the griddles and, and count how many McNuggets were, uh, thrown out that day for your manager's report or whatever. And, uh, and, and that's your closing routine. And so that was something that, that she brought up was, was getting, building a, a, an opening and closing routine for yourself. And mm. I found that very valuable, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like, okay, so now I get up, I usually make a pot of coffee and, uh, and sort of catch up on whatever's going on on the internet for the first, I don't know, half hour or something. Then I usually work out. Um, and then, uh, depending on what kind of time of day it is, um, I'll either go and, and, if I have stuff to mail that day, I'll go and walk my packages down and that's about a two hour round trip. So that's a a nice little bit of exercise. Mm -hmm. Um, and then come back and shower and make lunch and blah, blah, blah. And, and yeah, and I found that really kind of, uh, having that consistency to be, um, Mm. 
really valuable in terms of getting more stuff done. I don't find myself um, kind of flitting between tasks as much. And uh. I also think that that's a function uh, maybe of getting my exercise in earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that uh, there's that book Spark, um, John Rady wrote, uh, the Sci ADHD and the Science of Exercise, I think the subtitle is. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and it, so he talks a lot about using uh, exercise as a kind of um, uh, energy management strategy, uh, not in terms of maintaining your energy, but in terms of like getting some of it out so that you can be a little bit more focused. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the idea is if you expend energy with your body, your brain has got less energy to kind of jump from thought to thought to thought and you can focus on things a bit more. Um, and uh -huh. so, yeah, maybe it's partly placebo, but I am, I am finding that, that getting, uh, getting some strength and some cardio in earlier in the day before I sit down and start, uh, doing my listings or writing or, or whatever tasks I have for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I found that really helpful in terms of like, getting stuff done. I don't find myself eager to take breaks as frequently and, and, and find distraction tasks or, mm. like, Oh, I'll just, I'll just play, I'll just play one match of rocket league in the middle of the day or whatever. And then I'll get right back to working for two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I found that very valuable. Um, the, the, mm. that closing and opening routine, uh, idea. So thank you, Dusty Chapora for that one. Yeah. I love that. Cause I always feel better when I when I give myself space for that, and I've been so inconsistent with things like morning pages, um, partly because, you know, the new routine has been like focused on the dog and making sure that she doesn't pee on the right. floor first thing in the morning. Um, but I do know that when I do that kind of brain dump that I'm less likely for those little fuzzy things to work themselves out throughout the day mm -hmm. in whatever kind of, you know, thing that I'm trying to do. Um because I, I have been kind of feeling like there's more that I want to be doing, but I haven't been getting there yet. But it's also August, and I did promise myself that I wouldn't go too hard this month. Because what happens mm. is September, everything escalates. It's like, sure. back to school. Everybody's like, okay, let's go. And like I know we have an event to plan in October, and there's a lot of shit that's going to happen. Of course, I have my job, and I'm trying to find other work. So it's like I know things are going to escalate, and I'm trying to kind of force myself to be in a calmer state. But as you know, the ADHD brain doesn't really like that. Like, and so I'll just lie on the couch being anxious. Um, so I, I know that there's like more that I could be doing and maybe it's yoga, maybe it's like Qigong or something that I can, because my knees won't allow me to run like the way that I used to and I can't do the same kind of exercises I once did. Although I have to say, since we moved, my whole shoulder thing was fucked up for a year is like kind of resolved itself, which oh, is nice. cool. Um and I keep worrying I'm going to, like, break something with this dog, I swear to God. When she gets, like, she was so, like, she wanted to murder a squirrel yesterday. And, man, she's a strong little thing. Like, I get to grab her <laughs> with a harness. And I was so afraid she was going to, like, yank my arm out of its socket. Um, anyway, all that to say that, yeah, like, those routines and stuff, they can be so valuable. And I know I'm more, mm -hmm. more productive and just generally calmer when I have some predictability in my day. Instead of just saying, like, letting everything squirrel around in my head, like the whiteboard on the wall, one of them's down right now because I've been rearranging my workspace yet again because I finally got shelving. But um, having it in front of me, at least I know, like, okay, this is what I need to do today instead of it, the overwhelm. You know, it's just like, I just, like my brain's like, you have to just do it. And then I sit down and I do it. I'm like, okay, that, we've talked about this before. That was five minutes that has been hanging over my head and haunting me for two weeks. And I finally sent the email and now it's done yep. and I don't have to even do it anymore. Like 
I'm trying to arrange this thing for the co-op. And it's something I kind of got pulled into last minute and I don't have enough understanding of it. And I'm getting some mm. kind of weird pushback from people. And I'm like all anxious about it, about answering emails because I don't want to say the wrong thing. And then I'm like, oh, whatever, man. Like they're just testing like electrical stuff. It's a co- like. Right. So I'm just kind of like letting it go, answering the thanks for letting me know and moving on with my day. Um, but yeah, that's just like one of many things. But like when I compartmentalize and say, when I actually schedule, like this is when I'm going to do this and this is when I'm going to do that and this is when I'm going to do that, then it's better. But if I don't, then I just end up doing all the things like at 4.15 so that I can feel like <laughs> I'm like done at five o'clock. I did that yesterday. Fuck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, something I wanted to, uh, uh, mention here that I've been meaning to tie on for a bit, but forgot, uh, is how great pets are for maintaining a routine. Um, I don't know what it is about, about cats. I feel like they can actually read the clock or at least they are, I I actually, I don't know what it is. Um, uh, maybe other ADHD people, well, you know what? I know that they don't because time blindness is of course one of the symptoms, Mm. but, um, I feel like I actually oddly have a very, very good sense of how time is passing. Mm. I can usually, like if somebody asks me what time it is, I can usually guess without looking and and it's usually within five minutes just because I'm like kind of at least peripherally aware of like the last time I saw a clock and I can usually gauge it pretty well. Mm. Um, and that was actually really funny, uh, when I did that film work back, uh, last November, um, you know, being in total darkness and, and being able to actually call that stuff and, and, mm. and still guess correctly without like indicators of, of the sun's movement and the passage of time outside. Yeah. Cause we were literally just in like a blacked out studio. Um, so it's, it's funny. It still works in isolation, I guess. But, um, mm. uh, but yeah, like, like cats and dogs, obviously they're up first thing in the morning yelling at you for food. Mm-hmm. They need to be walked. They need to uh, get out to pee or poo. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I guess not cats necessarily, but I, I, cleaning the litter box is a routine in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So um, I know you haven't had you haven't had a pet as an adult for a while, not since you had cats in Calgary. Is that right? That's right. I mean, I did a lot of dog sitting when I first got here. So right, I was yes. like, you know, like an auntie to a bunch of dogs <laughs> and a few cats here and there. But um yeah, not since uh, not since Calgary. So it was yeah, it was weird. I wanted one so badly. Like as soon as I found out this place took pets, I was like on pet binder, yeah. just scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, as soon as I saw Chula, she was like, I just saw her eyes, and I was like, she's like, she's she's just got a soul. I can tell. And yeah, she does. Although here's an interesting fun fact. I didn't know about um, dogs. I've never had a dog that liked this before. So um, this morning I was in here and she was out in the living room and uh, we had this bowl and Osvaldo had put a couple of nectarines on the kitchen table in the bowl so that, you know, he could see them and grab them in the morning or whatever. And I come out and she's like eating one of the nectarines. She's got it up on the kitchen table and she's got it on the couch and she's eating it like it ain't no thing. And I'm like, as soon as I say chula and that boy, she's just like, gets really low and like <laughs> drops it and she's like sorry and I'm like okay that no don't do that right so the other nectarine's still there and then I go to like brush my teeth and I come back out sure enough she's got the other fucking nectarine she's eating it and I'm like what the hell I never thought of it. nectarines were a risky fruit to leave out with right. a dog in the house but apparently our little girl right here, she's having a dream right now. She's chasing rabbits. Um, nice. She fucking eats nectarines if you don't if you don't guard them. I mean, we're, we're really careful about not leaving coffee or anything that she could, you know, get sick from. But what the fuck, man? Did you ever hear that? Dogs like nectarines? What? 
No, um, but actually on the subject of dogs and fruit, uh, something that I recently learned, and maybe you don't know this as well, because uh, I never heard this growing up with a dog. Apparently, dogs can't have grapes. Really? Yeah, uh, so so that's maybe one to keep in the fridge. Um, okay. And I learned about this through uh, a, a history of why grape ice cream never caught on. Um, apparently, it took a, it took a long time to to even find a way to make uh, a convincing grape flavor in ice cream. And so uh, the guy who figured it out was like kind of took inspiration from like rum raisin because it's like okay, oh I love got, rum raisin. If they've got this, yeah, this is so like that that ice cream takes the raisin flavor. So he he he'd been trying to like make ice cream with grape juice for a long time and it just it just didn't taste like grape um so eventually he figured out that through the rum raisin thing that what he actually needed was the skins of the grapes and whatever kinds of um is tannins the right word Mm. whatever kinds of stuff is in there (laughs) that that adds that actual grapey kind of flavor profile um so he figured it out he made this apparently amazing like grape ice cream that was set to take the world by storm and apparently that same uh chemical in the peels that gives grapes their grape flavor is also deadly to dogs Um, um, and and so uh, uh, after this was found the hard way, um, the decision was made to 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 pull the flavor and not market it. But I'm like, God damn, I would kill for a grape ice cream. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that does sound great. But now I'm like, okay, we we haven't been getting grapes lately because they've been one of the things. It's like I'm not paying twelve dollars for a bunch of grapes. Right. Like, fuck, take out a line of credit for grapes, Jesus. Anyway, um, yeah, but um, <laughs> credit for grapes. <laughs> It's true though. Like that's, that's actually, okay. So speaking of routines, (laughs) I'll talk about another one of my new ones, one Mm -hmm. of my other new routines. Uh, so there's about, there's a Walmart about, I don't know, a five minute walk from my building. So I've just been walking down there at the end of the day and, uh, uh, for grocery budgeting reasons, just seeing what's on the clearance rack Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, clearance produce is just about the best deal in the world. I have been eating like a King, uh, uh, because when, when is, when does the produce go on the clearance rack? Right when it's at its absolute perfect ripeness, uh, because that's when you can't sell it anymore. Uh, cause it's going to be bad like the next day or the day after. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been eating like a King, uh, cheap apricots and mandarin oranges and corn on the cob and all sorts of stuff lately. Uh, it's been, it's been a nice little, nice little routine. I get out again for uh, a little, a little 10 minute walk, uh, towards the end of the day and, and, uh, and get to, pick something out and and see what I do with it the next day. So, you know, bananas were on clearance the one day, so I made uh, banana bread mm. and um, one day it was like a big bag of lemons, so I just made like two pitchers of just like homemade lemonade uh, with like I'd, I'd made a, a simple syrup. I didn't have any white sugar, so I used brown sugar. So the lemonade looked like diarrhea, <laughs> but it tasted amazing. <laughs> it was so good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that, that's another little kind of routine I've been mm. doing for myself lately. Um, and something else that I wanted to uh, talk about with you today mm. was was areas of our lives where we would like to develop routines or kind of improve upon our existing ones. Um, so I'm curious if you have anything that kind of falls under that umbrella. Um, well, I definitely, you know, in terms of work, I need to be, I feel like I need to be more consistent um, in my output in that because I'll go through these like, and I don't know if maybe I'm just a kind of denying my own impulses because I go through these like I'll get it all done in one day and then I'll write like a whole bunch of things and do a bunch of social media stuff and then the next day is just me reading and scrolling and maybe not being all that productive (laughs) Um, so I would like to be more consistent in some of the output that I'm doing for work Um, and in my own like I don't know my own social media stuff I'm actually kind of thinking about doing TikTok because I like the video thing 
But Instagram's an asshole and Facebook is an asshole and they're giving people's information to the wrong people and I hate it. Um, anyway, that and food. So it's interesting that you say that because I feel like we are sometimes wasting food because especially when it's hot mm-hmm. out and we just got a new oven for the co-op and this thing is new, but that thing fucking throws heat like crazy. Like the top, that's like one of those like, like the glass cooktops. I hate it. I mean, it'll love it in the winter, but right now I don't like using it. So we're throwing food away because it's not getting cooked quickly enough. So I'd like to maybe kind of get back to maybe more, but like when I was working full time, we had a food routine. Like I was sort of give it like kind of an idea of what we're going to have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I liked that. Um, Cause now it's just sort of like, well, let's just go to, I mean, Santa Barbara's the best. This is this market on Commercial Drive, and they have the best and the cheapest, like, uh, cold cuts and cheese and stuff like that. It's always packed in there. Um, and so that was just kind of what we were eating the last little while. It was just like, it's too fucking hot, so we're just going to have, like, ham. <laughs> so we're yeah. having for dinner. <laughs> um, but, yeah, maybe um, being a little more... Um, just a little more judicious and careful with what what we do have in terms of food because that is literally does feel like we're throwing money down the toilet and it's so fucking like, expensive. Well, that's the thing. You it's 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 always been throwing money down the toilet, um, mm. but right now it's really fucking throwing money down the toilet. Like, yeah. uh, do, do, do you are, do do you remember the KLF? KLF. So they were like a, a electronic dance music group, uh, late eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did a, they, they made a whole shitload of money off of, um, their album, the white room, uh, that, what the hell was the, oh, damn it. I can't remember the, the name of the, the big single right now, but it was like, oh, the, the justified ancients of Moo Moo. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so, so these guys made a shit ton of money off of this record and then they did, uh, uh, one of the most, uh, to me, uh, interesting, um, and wild pieces of performance art in history, which was, uh, the KLF burns a million pounds. Um, so they actually got, uh, they took, uh, a million dollars of their, their royalties out of their bank in, in pound notes and made this enormous fucking cube of money and and burnt it and yeah it's just like that that's that's what throwing produce out feels like right now it's just just lighting a fucking cube of money on fire yeah (laughs) yeah because it's yeah i mean and depending on where you go to like we're not quite as close to the cheap like we had some really cheap markets close to our old place one of them which is recently closed because of a fucking development which is sad but um yeah there are places on commercial drive but they're a bit more of a walk um so we're gonna have to start being more like not going like super value is is open 24 hours but they charge convenience prices for a lot of their stuff it's just it's more expensive than even everywhere else i went in there what was i looking for oat milk eight dollars for a fucking carton of what like no and and eggs like close to ten bucks like things that are like staples wow. that you that I'm used to paying three four dollars for, and as much as I hate the Loblaws like megalopoly or whatever, when we go to No Frills, eggs are still four dollars for the brown ones. Right, we can still get oat milk for three fifty three ninety nine. So it's kind of like uh, I hate that they have that, but at the same time, like yeah, shit's expensive. Um, and we've been no, there's yeah. there's. No, go ahead. Sorry. Um, we've been eating meat again because I'm on this low FODMAP thing. And the one thing that super value mm. is good for is you can get like a really nice local like roast beef. Like this is what I do to save money is I make a roast beef in the slow cooker. And that's like three, right. four meals for us. But that's like $20. But that like stretches. Right. Absolutely. And then if I get like two bags of potatoes that are on special for like six bucks. And that is also a bunch of meals. So I'm trying to be intentional that way. 
It's just I, I hate it when we throw away food. It sucks. I feel that. And, and going back actually there to, to what you were talking about, about um, not wanting to use your oven, that's, that's something that for whatever reason, I just, it's not that I can't get into the mentality of it or whatever, but I just haven't done that for myself is like, I, I never do the like summer cooking thing where it's like, okay, it's like salad and sandwich season. Mm-hmm. I, I have just, I just, I'm still making, I made Louisiana red beans and rice the other day and making like roasted sweet potatoes, uh, uh, chili, all kinds of like batch cooking stuff that I can freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just like, no matter what the season is, I still want like I always want a hot meal. Really? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's that's actually, I wish, well, I don't know, maybe it's partly like the menopause thing for me too. I'm just like, if I could just mm-hmm. eat, if there was actual nutrients in gelato, I would just eat that like all <laughs> summer. <laughs> like sour cream, <laughs> just like anything cold, potato salad, fuck it. I'd be all over it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I can uh, talk to the folks at Dolce Amore. Hey, can you guys maybe put some protein or something in your, in your gelato? Well, I saw a, uh, uh, I saw a very strange post uh, this morning that my, my Twitter friend Mason posted um, that was some lady asking on the Mumsnet forums uh, uh, who, who had found uh, her, her cats had killed some shrews and a mouse out, out in her yard. And she was like, can I, like, can I make uh, a shrew ice cream for my cats? Oh my god! I thought she was talking about herself. I was going to vomit. Oh my god! Shrew ice cream—that's <laughs> so weird. Well, and and it made sense, but the idea was that she would like you know boil the cream down with these fucking shrews and this mouse in her like pot or whatever. And I'm just like, like on the one hand, is it really any different from cooking any other sort of meat in that pot? Not fucking really. Not really. But at the same time. If if I if I came to your house and like you know I knew that I was eating a meal from a vessel that had once been used to prepare a, a shrew and mouse reduction for your cats, I I think I would uh, uh, tell you that I w- wasn't hungry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I feel like that would be crossing the line for sure. Like that's just like oh my god, like the visuals there. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit. Imagine the smell of just like boiling fucking cream and vermin. <laughs> oh my god, I'm actually feeling a little bit gaggy. Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done uh, that. That's okay. I actually had a roommate once who was um he was a sculptor. I think that was around the time that I worked at iStock. His name was Bevan, and um he was making a bone sculpture at one point, and he was boiling these bones down to nothing in our. We had a huge yeah. place, but the whole place fucking stank for days, and I was like Bevan. Sorry, dude. Like, it was like, oh my God. I remember that. It felt like it was in my clothes and my hair. It was just like oh my God. nasty. And I think he was probably using like something that we use for cooking. He was like, it's fine. I'm going to sterilize it. And I was like, sure. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that I did any cooking at that point in my life. But um, <laughs> anyway, I know we're kind of like, we're kind of, kind of coming, kind of yeah. coming close to our time. We are, but I wanted to double back to one more sure. thing, and I'll, I'll I'll throw it back in terms of this relates to uh, Robbie's nausea. Um, you mentioned uh, the prisms in your eyeglasses and, and vertical heterophoria. Is that something that we've talked about on the show before? I didn't. I don't think I know that you have. Um, yeah, I think it was. It's been on my radar because, of course, it was Renee Brooks who um, yes. wrote so beautifully about it, and I think she's one of the people who really kind of 
opened up a lot of people's Absolutely. awareness to it. Yeah. And I have been wondering about it because of the pain in my neck and the dizziness and I get like vertigo and all these other things. So I finally found an optometrist after some, it was somebody on Twitter. It was like, oh, hey, there, here's a person in West Van who does it. So I went to see them like when we, right around the time we were moving here, I think. Um, so a few months ago. And um, I do find that because I have the two pairs of glasses, um, the walking around glasses and then the reading glasses. These are my old reading glasses. But I do find that they they bring things into sharper focus, and I am less dizzy. Um, the next nice. thing is kind of sorting out, but I also need a new pillow because that's a whole other thing. But yeah, um, it'd be interesting to talk, maybe talk a little bit more about that because I don't have a lot of the information in front of me. But it is something that is, I'm told, relatively common for folks with ADHD. Um, yeah. And that it, it, most optometrists don't test for it. You kind of have to ask them. And that there, you know, there's a physical thing that they do because I've always been like kind of easily discombobulated and I lose my balance and fall down. Like, um, and that apparently is part of it. Like not having, um, it's almost like I don't have like an internal, um, level at times. Right. right. Um, but yeah, I hope I'm explaining it well. Cause I hadn't read up on it recently, but yeah. Well, I, I put you on the spot, but I was just kind of curious because, mm -hmm. yeah, like, like I said, I, I just remember, I remember reading that piece from Renee when it came out. Um, I personally have never experienced the symptoms, so I wasn't really thinking about it in terms of myself, but yeah, I, I just don't remember uh, learning that about you just yet yeah. uh, until now. Yeah, so. I think it was probably one of the many like health issues that I've been going through sure. in the last year is just like <laughs> colonoscopies and Jesus Christ, it's been a, it's been an adventure, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Uh, the, the fact that I could see that optometrist and, uh, get those glasses and they're getting the other ones kind of sorted out for me right now. Cause it was like, I could only read like here and I'm like, that's not really reading glasses. Like I should have them here and be able to use them on my computer as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of gratitude, I wanted to extend one last thank you to our patrons mm. over on patreon.com slash holy shit I have ADHD. And I also wanted to let you folks know that we are going to be doing our very first uh, holy shit I have ADHD live show yes. over on Zoom. Um, that is for our patrons only. So you can sign up at any level as low as a buck and get access to that. That is going to be the evening of Thursday, the 25th. Uh, Oh, shit. No, I have this down in my calendar as the wrong time. What time are we doing this, Robbie? Um, I have Thursday, <laughs> I August 25th at 630 yeah. Pacific. Okay, 6.30 Pacific, 7.30 Mountain, perfect. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I have 10 a.m. in my calendar for some reason, so let's update that, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, so you can you can check that out there. Um, uh, we will be, we're not really sure what we're doing activity-wise other than sort of virtually shaking your hand. But of course, uh, since I, I am a well-practiced improv facilitator, worst case, I'll make you play a bunch of Zoom <laughs> games with us. Uh, it should be fun at any rate. Uh, but yeah, we'd love to meet you, uh, hear a little bit about your story, and, and get to uh, know our small little community a little yes. bit. Um, and so speaking of our small little community, like I said, we've got our, just recently our 15th patron. Thank you, Flavia. And uh, uh, I want to set a goal here. I would love to get five more patrons. Let's get us to an even 20. I would love to see that happen by the end of That August. would be amazing. We've got about... Uh, We've got about average six, seven hundred listeners an episode. So if you know, if a small percentage of you have the means and and feel that the show is valuable, uh, we would love to have a little bit more walking around money for uh, uh, eyeglasses and and shrew ice cream and all the things that make life worth living. True ice cream, <laughs> dog treats, Jesus, those are expensive. Anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, but no, thank you, everybody. Thank you uh, for listening. And um, one of the things we don't often ask folks to do is, you know, uh, leave us a review, um, you know, because yes. that, that yes. is actually really helpful for the good old algorithms um, for people to find us that have been looking for more information. Um, that's always really helpful too. I'm kind of nervous about that live thing for some reason because it'll be like a bigger group of people and I'll be like, eh, I don't know what to say. I probably won't say much. Well, the nice thing is that, that we have control over the master mute. So, oh. um, you know, uh, uh, if things go sideways, we can just we can just mute everyone, just nuke it from yeah. one. <laughs> but I, do, I doubt that'll happen. We've got a, a great little community of people, yes. and I'm very much looking forward to uh, sharing a virtual space with Amazing. you Amazing. Yeah. And also mark the days because October, either October 15th or 16th is when we're going to do our in-person event. OMG, I have ADHD, and we're going to have some great speakers. We're both going to be there going to be a really great opportunity to learn more, especially for folks that are just really early on the discovery journey. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, keep that in mind as well. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. If you enjoyed Holy Shit, I Have ADHD, subscribing to and reviewing it on your podcast platform of choice helps more neurodivergent folks find us, as does following and promoting the show on social media. A full list of platforms is on our Anchor page at uh, anchor.fm forward slash holy shit I have ADHD. While you're there, why not leave us a voicemail? You can also share your thoughts on this episode or your own ADHD experiences with us at you guessed it, holy shit I have ADHD at gmail.com or via our social media pages in the episode notes. Bye for now and hyper focus on the positive. <laughs>